0: Everybody, welcome to the First Pres Church podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast channel or our YouTube channel for the latest Sunday messages. We're so glad that you're listening and we are praying that the following message inspires you to take your next steps towards Jesus. Amen. Good morning, church. Good morning. You can't be everything to everyone, but you can be something to someone. Amen. What an opportunity we have as a church body to learn how to love, to learn how to care for one another, to walk with each other through difficult times. What an opportunity we have to love like Jesus. We're studying 1 Peter. I encourage you to open your Bibles to 1 Peter. You at home, uh, we're glad that you're worshiping with us. Open your Bible at home, put it across your lap. Uh, I hope you're singing at home. I hope you're singing because uh, we sing in here. We've got masks on, we can't sing. And you guys, if you're singing at home, we can't hear you, you know? But I hope you're singing loud. I hope you're singing loud. And we're looking at First Peter, a pretty good chunk of Scripture here. First Peter 1, 22, all the way through chapter 2 to verse 10. So as we open the Scriptures, let's open our hearts to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we pray that you would speak your word into our lives. There's a lot that passes away. There's a lot that's impermanent. But as this, even as we're about to hear, Lord, your word endures forever. And it shapes us, it changes us. And that's what we pray for. We want to be changed ever more into your likeness, Jesus. So speak to us, we pray. In Jesus' name, the church said? Amen. Amen. First Peter 1 at verse 22. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart. For you've been born again not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. For all people are like grass and their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall. But the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, slander of every kind, like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to him, the living stone... Love like Jesus. In the words of the Beatles, you want to just sing it? All you need is... Yeah, right. All you need is love. Well, um, I don't know if love is all you need, but love is definitely a need, isn't it? So as we're going through our series, we're talking about here we go and we're, we're just, we're affiliating ourselves again with these, the first Presway, seven values in our pursuit of Jesus and we stretch them across the wall behind me and right at the dead center, I love it, it's right at the dead center, is love like Jesus. And what we say about love like Jesus is this, love like Jesus, live for others even when it takes sacrifice. Because how did Jesus love? He loved by giving himself away. How do you know if you're loved? How do you, how do you know if, if, if love is, is happening? It can be hard to sort through love. I grew up in a generation that um, as kids in, in junior high, high school, you know, we called it junior high, you, you, uh, you passed notes. We were, we were note passers, my generation. You wrote out notes, you passed them around. I mean, every, every day I saw a note going somewhere, and, and it was a rare week that I didn't actually... Get a note or send a note, something like that. So if you, you know, if you liked a girl, this is what you do. You write this note. You say, "Do you like me?" And then you, you'd say, "Check A for yes, right?" But then you had to put, you know, you had to put the. So you say, "Check B for no," you know. You fold it up, you send it off, wait for the results, you know. Come back. Oh, well, I, I like this girl a lot, so I got kind of creative with it. I actually made one of those finger puzzles. You know those finger puzzles. Like every flap had a little question, you know, a little something I might want to know about her, you know. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? So I made that whole note, send it off, and I waited. Day one, no response. Day two, still nothing. Somebody back there is feeling for me. I can feel. Day three, you know what happened? Nothing at all. So I went to one of her best friends. I was like, hey, hey, what, hey, What's the deal? You know, I sent that note to Robin. Didn't she get that note? You know? Her friend said, Oh, yeah. She threw that away. I know. And her friend said, Tim, she told me to tell you too many questions. Too many questions. (laughs) Well, praise God, I wound up with a woman who loves all my questions. Come on. Abigail loves to hear my questions. Thank God for that. How do you know if you're loved? How do you know if you're giving love, feeling love, giving love back and forth? It can be hard to sort it out. I think COVID has revealed a lot of, um, a lot of cracks, a lot of fractures in our foundations. Uh, I think, uh, in fact, for every one of these values straight across the board, I think every one of these values, there's a corresponding fracture in the foundation that COVID has kind of exposed, you know? Like, live for God. We say we worship God alone. And I think in this season of COVID, we've been, it's been kind of revealed. Maybe I've been putting too much trust in this this kind of a false God. I've been trying to put my trust in something else other than than God, and that's been revealed. And the second one, hold fast. You know, we need to have firm foundations. I think our, our intellectual foundations feel shaken, and we're kind of looking for something, something more solid, more true. We're open to holding fast. And Keep growing. I think COVID has humbled us. It's humbled me. It's so much that I don't know, so much I don't understand, so much that I've got to just kind of wait and see and watch for. And so I'm humble and I'm willing to keep growing. Well, today we come to this fourth one, dead in the middle, love like Jesus. And one of the things as a pastor, one of the things that has emerged straight across the board is how much we need love. I mean, when people are isolated and alone, they're separated from one another, it starts to emerge. We need love. This isn't some extra add-on. This isn't some kind of sideline gig. This is necessary to life. This is part and parcel of what it means to be a human being, to love, to be loved, to be in contact, have relationship. You know, our deacons and our caring ministry They've made 16,600 different phone calls since COVID began to reach out. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Our deacons themselves, they've spent nearly 2,000 hours connecting with uh, church members because people just, they're so hungry. We We need that connection. We need love. We need love. Well, so... Uh, when these things kind of erupt like that, we know that God's doing something, that God's revealing a thirst, and then He's going to answer that thirst. And so we just pray, Spirit of God, teach us how to love one another, teach us how to grow in love, teach us how to grow more deeply in love. Monday was Martin Luther King, Junior Day, and the communications team asked me, Hey, Pastor Tim, what do we want to put out? You know, um, do you have anything you want to put out for Martin Luther King? And, um, and I said, Let's put out this quote from, from his sermon on loving your enemies. King wrote this. He said, that's love, you see. It is redemptive. And this is why Jesus says love. There's something about love that builds up and is creative. There's something about hate that tears down and is destructive. So love your enemies. Love your enemies. The only way forward is love. I don't know if love is all we need but love is what we need. Peter, in 1 Peter, he's, he's defined us. He started to shape the church. He's defined us as worshipers that worship and give our hearts praise and devotion to the one true God. We're worshipers that live for God. And then Peter challenged us last week to hold fast to Scripture and to keep growing and learning pushing out any remnant or shadow of deception that we might have picked up. We don't want that, so we want to keep growing in the word, pushing out any kind of deception, anything that's holding us back, pulling us away from Jesus. Well, now the letter takes this turn at verse 22. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, so that you have sincere love for each other, he says this, love one another deeply. From the heart. Now that we've talked about it, now we've established all this, everything that we've had, we've we've studied every word so far, everything that we've gotten to, now it comes to this love one another deeply from the heart. Church, would you just say that last bit with me? Would you say this one voice? Love one another deeply from the heart, from the heart. Love like Jesus. The church, the body of Christ, the people of God, were characterized by love. It's what characterizes our body. And not not superficial love, Either, but true love—love love from the heart—the love we practice and we live into as we follow Jesus. This isn't love that's some kind of passing feeling, some kind of sentimental emotion. This is true love, founded on something solid. It's founded on something firm. It's founded on something that actually is outside of us. You know, it's, it's founded on the eternal and enduring Word of God. It's founded on Jesus Christ Himself. And his word that establishes eternal life. That's our love. That's our love. We love like Jesus. Let's have a look. Now, verse 22. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for each other. What's he talking about there? Here's what he's saying. He's saying you heard the message and you believed in it. That's what that's what he's saying. You go up the page, everything that we've studied. What Peter is talking about is your response to the gospel. Since you believed in Jesus, since you put your faith in Jesus Christ, since you have, have gone to him and you have rested your whole hope, your whole faith, your whole trust in what he has done to purify your soul, to bring you into eternal life, to forgive your sins, now that you are rested in the grace of, of Jesus Christ, he says, now look, 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 look around you. You have something that you didn't have before. You have sincere love for each other, and it's kind of like, can I trust that? Is that real? Is that... Am I just feeling something strange? You know, did I have a weird sandwich this morning, or what's going on? I feel something. Well, what am I feeling? I'm feeling for the other people around me who have experienced the same grace and power of the Holy Spirit in their life that I've that I've experienced. I can see in their eyes that they looked in the eyes of Jesus, and now I feel I feel, I feel a sincere love for you. And Peter says. Yeah, don't question that. Actually, if we could put the verse up again. Don't question that. No, I want you to live into it. Say it again with me. Love one another deeply from the heart. How are you going to do that? Three things. Three things to think about to go deeper in love. How are you going to love deeply from the heart? Number one, truth is in order to love. We're going to talk about that. Number two, you are a living stone in a spiritual temple. And number three, Jesus Christ is himself the cornerstone of that temple and all that we're doing. Okay, number one, truth is in order to love. That sounds very philosophical, doesn't it? People like to set truth and love in opposition to each other. Like if you're committed to truth well, then you're not going to be very good at at being loving. And if you're committed to loving, well, then you're not going to be kind of a, you're not going to be a truth person at all. Because love and truth, the world says love and truth, they don't get along. What does the Bible say? It's absolutely wrong. Truth and love, they come together. Truth is an order to love. In fact, you can't have real love unless you are founded on real truth what does that scripture say again? It says, uh, it says in verse 22 that by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for each other. So that, you see? You obey the truth so that. They're actually, they actually connect right in. You, and this makes sense, folks. You, you can't love a lie. If somebody in human relationships, if somebody kind of puts forward a false front and then somebody else falls in love with that false front, is that true love? No! <laughs> and I don't care if you are watching The Bachelor or whatever else, you know? That, don't, get, don't fall for that junk. Look, that's not true love. It's not true. And you put off a a false front, well, what happens? Well, the person who's doing the loving, they're loving something that isn't real at all, right? They're loving a fantasy. And then the person who's who's feeling that love, well, they don't, you know, they don't know if they're really being loved. Why? Because they know that what what that person really loves is this false face that you put out there, this mask, this false persona that you've got to keep up so that you can keep the love coming, but you don't actually feel loved because they're over there loving some false thing, some uh, some anti-you, some sort of mask that you're wearing? You know, I mean, we're all wearing masks right now, it's hard to love with these masks on, but, but this kind of false front, right? And all of a sudden, you don't know if love is true. I mean, I start to explain this. I start to feel like a Shakespearean character in Twelfth Night, you know? It's like, doth the lover love the beloved with the love that is truest to the love that behest. I d- well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Acting, yeah. Gets a little confusing, right? You can't have love until you got truth. You know, it's no good someone loving some false you. It's no good you loving some false presentation. You've got to be founded on truth. Well, how do you get there? You get there in the Word of God. You get there in the Word of God. Then your love isn't founded on some passing emotion or some fad or some false presentation. Your love is founded in places that are true and eternal. That's what this is saying. That's what this is saying. Look at this. The word that spoke creation into being is also the word that speaks to you to make you born again into a new life. And then we get to verse 23. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God, this is where truth is, you see? It's where truth is. And so, because it's where truth is, it's where love finds its true foundations. The more you affiliate with the truth, who you really are, before Jesus who you really are before God, who God really is. The more you affiliate with that, the more you walk into that, the more you root out the falseness and the hypocrisy and the fakeness and the masks and the, the false fronts, and you root out all that stuff until you are at peace with being you in front of Jesus. When you get there, now you can find love. You can love deeply. You can love truly because you are on a true foundation. So that's why the scripture goes on, verse chapter 2. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice, of all deceit, of all Hypocrisy, envy, slander of every kind. You can't have that stuff and try to build love on that. So you, you, you root that out. And your love is built on a foundation of truth. How do you love deeply? Go to the word like a, like a newborn baby. You know, when a baby doesn't get milk, uh, they're not patient about that, are they? <laughs> and I'm like, that's okay, I'll wait. Do you have that kind of thirst for the Word? I've got to get in there. I've got to get the Word of God because it's purifying me. It's making me real. It's making me true. And I want to love deeply. I want to love joyfully. I want to love in a real way. Right? So I want to be me and Jesus. I need that thirst for the Word, that thirst for truth. Truth is an order to love. Number two, you're a living stone in a spiritual temple, Okay? How do you go deeper in love in Christian community? Well, the way you do that is you realize that you are being built into others and others are being built into you. It's such a beautiful image. Verse five, you also like living stones are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Saying all that you knew of temple worship, all that you knew of the Mount Zion and the priests and all that, now Jesus is is building you into a temple for his glory and he's doing that by building you together as a people of God and you're being built into the person next to you and the person next to you is being built into you and the image that we get, which is so beautiful, is it's like you're like living Rocks. It's like you're stones, but you're alive. And if you're a stone that's getting built into a wall to be a temple to the Lord, well, you know what's going to have to happen for you to fit into that person next to you? There's going to have to be some chiseling, right? Because you've got you've to change a bit to make room for that person who's next to you. But you know what? You're not alone because they've got to change a little bit to make room for you, and you are being built up together, as the Lord is shaping and changing you, to make you into a temple for His glory. You see that now? Chiseling. Does everybody like chiseling? Do you do you like when people are chipping away at your hard parts and you're, you know the, and chipping away at your edges? No, you don't. It's, it's hard. It's painful, but it's worth it. It's worth it when God is building you up together. How do you love more deeply? You love more deeply when you know that we're being built together. We're being built together as a family, a family to the glory of the Lord. Verse nine is one of the most beautiful pictures of church in all of scripture. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. That's who you are. That's who you are. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. The others around you are part of you and you are part of them, declaring the glory of the God who called you out of darkness and into his light. You are a people You are a temple. And number three, the cornerstone is Jesus Christ himself. What's the cornerstone? You know, you and me, we don't build a lot of stone houses, right? The cornerstone was that big rock that you had to put down first, and you had to put it in the corner of the building, because what you're going to do is you're going to build the wall off of it that way, and you're going to build the wall off of it that way, you're going to build the wall off, up. So it's got to be solid. It's got to be firm. It's got to be, it's got to be true. Jesus Christ is that cornerstone. How do we love more deeply? We love more deeply when we recognize that the way we love is built off of the love of Jesus. Because He loves the way He loves, we can love one another deeply from the heart. Verse 6, for in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. The love of Jesus is our model. We're going to build our love off the way he loves. We're going to love like Jesus. And that love that we're modeling after, that love isn't like romantic love that always has somewhere in it a little bit of of self interest, a little bit of selfishness in it. That love that we're modeling our love after, it isn't like friendship love that, that always has a little bit of a, a sinister kind of question in the back of it. Is this friendship really paying off for me? Is this friendship really moving me forward? Am I, getting, am I getting as much back as I'm putting in to this friendship? That is Jesus' love isn't like that kind of love. It isn't even like family love that can be solid and true and, and reliable and sure but can also just kind of feel like an obligation that sits there. No, Jesus' Jesus' love is unique. Jesus' love is selfless and pure. It's upbuilding and creative. Jesus doesn't love wondering what he can get out of loving you. Jesus loves you because he loves to see what he can pour into you. He loves to see what you become when he pours his love over you. He loves to see how your wounds are healed, how your life is restored, how your your image of God comes into full frame, and you begin to, to reflect his glory. Jesus loves into you. He doesn't love out of you. You see that? It's the love of Jesus we build our love off of. We love a little bit like Jesus. I remember when I was a, a young Christian in college, um, and I was trying to figure out the, you know the way of Jesus, the way of Jesus, the, the way to, to be more like Jesus, and went through a period where I was really hammering myself with shame. You know, you're not reading the Bible enough. You're not praying enough. You're not going to church enough. All good disciplines, right? These are the good disciplines that need to be taught and trained into every follower of Jesus Christ. Pastor Michael's going to hammer these into you. You get around him. Pastor discipleship. Come on, man. Right? You need these things. They're healthy things. But I was, uh, I was doing them to try to gain God's love. And so I was shaming myself. I was hammering myself about not doing enough I was doing it, as they say, I was, I was living for God's acceptance rather than living from or out of God's acceptance. I was living for to gain God's love rather than living my life out of God's incredible, unfathomable love with joy. I went off to Willow Creek, heard uh, a, a preacher named John Ortberg uh, teaching, and he was teaching on love. And he said he'd... It was one of those moments where it sounded like, you know, I felt like the preacher was just talking directly at me because he said, you know, as a younger man, I, uh, I, I would have people come up to me and say, how's your walk with Christ? And the only thing I could think of was how many times I'd read the Bible that week or how many times I'd done my quiet time or how many scriptures I'd memorized that week. And that's how I answered how my walk was with Jesus. And then one day I realized that what Jesus actually asked me to do is love God and love neighbor. And what I needed to ask myself when someone asked me how's your walk with Jesus wasn't had I hit all these marks. What I needed to ask myself was one question. How am I doing at loving? How am I doing at loving? At loving like Jesus? Changed my paradigm. Church Today, how are you doing at loving? How are you doing at loving the people closest to you, your family, your friends? Are you growing in love for them? How, how are you doing at loving your, your neighbor, your coworker, your fellow students? Friends, how are you doing, church, at loving your enemies. How are you doing at love? It's kind of a chilling question. To grow in likeness to Christ is to grow at love. Jesus loved like no other. John 13 says, having loved his own who were in the world, Jesus loved them to the end. He loved them all the way. To grow in likeness to Christ is to grow in love. To grow in likeness to God is to grow in love because that's the character of God. 1 John 4, whoever does not love does not know God because God is what? Love. So then if we are so loved by God, it goes on to say, dear friends, let us love one another. 1 John 4, 7, love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. How are you doing at Love love like jesus live for others even when it takes sacrifice love like jesus as the praise band comes up I'll close with this thought love like jesus it's a tall order isn't it every one of these things it's like how can i do that how could i possibly love like jesus how can i love like jesus In Romans it says very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners Christ died for us. What love what amazing love that while I was still in my sins, while I was still I was running from God in my own, my heart was was rebellion, my heart was. Oh, far from God my heart was far from the name of God I was running in disobedience to God I would, I would belittle the name of Jesus Christ that's nothing to me I mean I, I would spit in God's face and God loved me so much he sent his son to run ahead of me and to pay my penalty on the cross to die for my sins on the cross what amazing love what, what, what amazing love that God has for you and for me Listen, does it cost something? Does it cost something to love like Jesus? Does it risk something to love even your enemies? Because He loves. We can love. Church love. Like Jesus. Lord, what amazing courage and resolve we see in your relentless display of God's character of love, of your heart of love. When people were spitting on your face, when people were, were dragging your name through the mud, when people were after you, even to take your life, Jesus, there was nothing but love. And we pray it, Lord, for your children now, today, this week that your children, believers in you who know you by grace, that we could love one another deeply from the heart and that we could display your love as it overflows, fills us up, leeches out onto others. Nothing but the love of God in the face of Jesus Christ reflected off of his body, the church. May it be so in Jesus' name. Hey, once again, thanks for listening. If you live in the Colorado Springs area, we would love to meet you on a Sunday morning. To plan your visit, head to our website at firstprescos.org. That's F-I-R-S-T P-R-E-S-C-O-S dot